you know, staying accountable, you know, having great support from family and, you know, the ketogenic lifestyle really changed my life and it saved me, um, uh, uh, literally. And before all of this, I thought, you know, I knew what self-care meant, but I was somebody who suffered from um, years of chronic anxiety, depression, and my mental health really suffered due to lack of self-care. Um, and the big part was nutrition. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is The Odd Man. Greetings to Salutations, folks. It's Audley Stevens back for another edition of the most audacious podcast the internet has to offer. This is the Audacious Living Podcast coming live and direct from St. Martin in the Caribbean. And I really appreciate you for being here as we continue our ongoing goal of helping our listeners live their best audacious lives ever. As always, I encourage you to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel simply by tapping that bell down below. Ding, 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 and stay connected to all great things audacious related. Uh, you know, I've spent the last week or so in beautiful St. Martins, and it's been a wonderful trip. Uh, the weather's been amazing, the people are friendly, and the food, of course, has been incredibly awesome. You know, in any kind of getaway or holiday trip that you make, the meals play such a big part of the overall experience, and that's definitely been the case on this trip. You know, the food we eat is obviously important to us, but what we eat also has a direct impact on our overall mood and energy. Lorenz Maneg is a certified ketogenic health coach who helps individuals who are struggling with chronic anxiety and depression make a positive lifestyle change using a well-formulated ketogenic diet. You know, using his own personal experience and his struggles with depression, Lorenz helps individuals make positive changes for the better. It was really great to have him on the podcast and really enlightening conversation. I really think you guys will enjoy this. So without any further ado, uh, here's my conversation with Lorenz Manag. Enjoy. Hey, Lorenz, it is an absolute pleasure for you to join me here today on the Audacious Living Podcast. Thank you for, for making the time to hang out like this, man. Man, I'm truly honored and to be here on your podcast. I just want to say, after listening to one of your episodes, man, I was just really impressed with the amazing work that you're doing to help people, and uh, it's a privilege to be a part of this conversation today, sir. Thank you. I I, I really do appreciate, I think, when you're doing anything um, from the heart, right? Like, you're you're doing it because it's it's from the heart, and you want to give what you have, that 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 stuff has a longest shelf life and the greatest impact and the greatest meaning to, to others and um you know you, you you never know who you'll bless uh, especially in this world of 
you put things on the net and see where it goes. You, you, you never ever know, but you 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 operate with the best intentions. That's what I've been doing. So I appreciate you with those kind words. Um, and uh, you know, look, if, if we can get one person to hear something uh, and make a change in their life, then we've, we've certainly done our jobs. And so well, I'm going to give you an opportunity to talk about more than just one thing here, because you you uh, you specialize in the ketogenic diet, and it's something you've absorbed uh, your your life, and you've made that sort of your 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 passion. And uh, what I really think is really neat about that is how you're able to adopt a lifestyle that can free you up and make uh, provide more purpose and fulfillment and happiness in all other aspects of our lives. Is that, that that's fair to say? That's fair to say, but I, I didn't intend to be to be to make it like that that way. No, I was right. Um, I was uh, brought up uh, uh, in the Philippines, uh, born and raised, and you know a lot of things that are, you know, in our conditioning that happened. And um, I want to say that it is uh, such a, a journey it has been for me, but uh, I definitely say uh, I didn't intend it to be my purpose and my passion, but, uh, you know, God put me here to, uh, you know, share my story and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, any of your listeners may uh, resonate. So, so then maybe maybe that's a great starting point. Let's get, let's get into the story. You know, what, what got you on the path of the, the keto way? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so before I start, uh, I'm a health coach and I advocate for sustainable and healthy living. Um, you know, advocating for the four pillars of health. You know, it took me years to understand the importance of these critical pieces as uh, and I'm happy to share them uh to your listeners and i wish someone had taught me these principles earlier looking back now at my childhood like right. i realized that my upbringing wasn't always focused on you know health and which is why i became so passionate now and i say that um you know staying accountable you know having great support from family and you know the ketogenic lifestyle really changed my life and it saved me um I, uh literally and before all of this, I thought, you know, I knew what self-care meant, but I was somebody who suffered from um, years of chronic anxiety, depression, and my mental health really suffered due to lack of self-care. Um, and the big part was nutrition. Um, so I'm born and raised in the Philippines, and I was raised in a culture that, you know, lacked awareness about mental health. And it's, right. um, you know, getting some attention now, but it's, you know, it wasn't embraced you know, growing up, we all have recognized this now and, um, you know, but we have to take it further. We have to ask ourselves what contributes to these mental disorders, right? Is it genetic or is it, you know, from the lifestyle that we choose to adapt or lack right. thereof? Um, but yeah, I didn't think that mental health was real. You know, obviously I was, I was dead wrong. And this was why I want to share my story. A lot of people are suffering needlessly. And I felt like a prisoner a while and until I found this lifestyle. So before all of this, I was, you know, a kid was a kid that was self-centered, selfish. And I only care about what others thought of me. And I was, you know, a typical, you know, you know, controlled by my ego. And um, I was somebody who partied a lot. But when I was, you know, by myself, I was growing depressed, but I didn't right care to address that and I had zero self-care and that was about to change because about six to seven years ago you know started a roller coaster ride for me which ended up you know 
suffering from major depression. It was the darkest time of my life. You know, I developed the chronic anxiety. I, you know, I uh, lived for the weekends. And at the time, I thought mental illness wasn't real, right? But I su- soon realized it wasn't true. Right. Um, I was working in a job, you know, with a, you know, in a stressful environment, you know, took a toll on me. And one night um, I experienced a situation where I had a panic attack and it led to, you know, three straight days, three sleepless nights and leading, which led up to a full blown manic episode. And um, it was later determined that, you know, it was related to stress, you know, and then the, the, the years after that um fear took over my life and a few years and um it took me to therapy before i could Mm -hmm. find um i i think um i went through about four or five therapists because um when i was they, they were advising for me to take um you know anxiety medications pills and i'm opposed to that and so i really uh wanted to find somebody who could uh teach me um some you know practices like cognitive behavioral therapy and so i found somebody and you know at the time i thought i was you know going crazy and it brought me to my knees and i actually thought you know um the fear took over me i I actually thought i could die and it's almost an irrational fear and and the next few years, I, you know, I, I was followed by this debilitating fear. I was, uh, you know, my friends are, are, you know, hitting me up, say, hey, what's going on? Why are you not showing up to, you know, the, the regular things that sure. we used to do, right? And yep. I didn't see anyone outside, you know, my work. And I was in my own bubble for years. And when I, and when you're in it, you're convinced that you may never get out of that, right? Right. So, um, and sometimes you think you're the only one in there. No one else understands yeah. you too, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that was definitely what I felt back then. And I thought I would be this way forever. And um, it got to the point where I was sleeping on my parents' couch in their bedroom. That's how scared I was. I didn't know why I was scared. I didn't know why I was scared to go out. Right. Um, it was just this irrational fear. I didn't know what it was, but my body is just in constant fear. And also important to point out that, you know, my mom told me a story about my grandfather, you know, he died in his late forties, um, you know, God rest his soul, uh, also suffered from debilitating fear, which caused him to ever graduate from college because he was afraid of heights. He, he couldn't get up the stairs to his classes. You know, wow. I, wow. I used to think, I used to laugh at those things before like that can't be true, but that particular experience that I had for years made me realize, man, that was, that was not the case. People are actually suffering need, uh, needlessly suffering. And if they can be helped, that's why I'm here. Uh, I decided to deal with this fear. Right. So dealing with this fear, um, this debilitating fear, I started, you know, reading, calming myself down, you know, I have to turn off what they call the sympathetic nervous system, where um, this is a particular uh, function of in our body where where before when we used when we were chased by a lion, right? Yes. This is something that we used to get ourselves away from that situation. Yes. This is why we're yes. always aw- awake, aware, and 
and um, this is the, the, your body's function. But now that's not the case anymore. We live in a society where um, there's no lion uh, coming from us anymore. We're just in constant uh, stimulation by yes. all these devices, media, stress. And it didn't help that I was um, drinking, you know, four cups of coffee every day, yeah, just bombarding my, um, my stress. Uh, uh, my- Sorry, Lawrence, out of curiosity, yeah. how, how far back is this? I want to get a sense of timelines. How long are we talking about now? Five, uh, six or seven years ago. Wow. Wow. Yeah, six or wow. seven years ago. And so um, that w- that's what it was. And so um, I want to shout out my wife because if not for my wife, I don't know what would have happened to me because she was, um, you know, she saved me. I, I, I literally saved me because I was able to tell her everything, which mm-hmm. I would believe, you know, saved my life because um, sh- she was so strong and she gave me the strength to keep fighting. Gotcha. And if you're struggling today, I want to let you know that you have to tell somebody you have yes. to talk to anyone right yes you, either if you don't have anyone you can write it down put it in a journal it right. will help right she, and i realized that i have to help me because no one is coming to save me right when i right. realized nobody was coming to save me she can't make me run a mile right she can't me she can't make me eat the right foods and when I realized that, that nobody's coming to save me, everything shifted. So that was a turning point of my journey where I said, okay, it's either I keep this up or, I'm, or I lose my wife. Mm-hmm. So I choose to mm-hmm. face my fears, right? And that started my self-discovery, you know, self-love, self-respect. And that's how I built my self-care. Till this day, I don't let up because I want to lead, lead my family my core yeah. values are, you know, I'm a leader of men. I'm brave. I'm strong. I'm fearless. The, the second you entertain fear, just yeah. a little bit, you're you compromised. Door. You're, you're opening the door. That crack, right? You can't, you can't think straight. Your right. body language is different. Your decisions are questionable. Sure. Um, yeah. So that, that's a story on how I discovered that, you know. Well, you just, just discovered what the issue was, right? I think, yeah. I, I think there's a big part of this where you're, you're, you're feeling something, you're going through something, but you're not sure where it's coming from. And mm-hmm. so you live in the state of like unknown limbo, like what's happening. So, but I, what I think what's the, the turning point will always be once you're able to identify, oh, this is what's causing me to feel this way. This is what's creating the issues. Because once you know what that is, you now have, you, you can now equip yourself to figure out how you deal with it. Yes, sir. So yeah, when I recognize all of my excuses, my self-sabotage and as as men right we have to keep our word towards we have to keep our word the second you don't you're compromised right so everything you say matters and i wasn't that way before and i now i keep my word and everything i say i do because if you don't you're compromised and you know, shout out to my wife, my mentors, and you know, I wasn't this way before, right? So any, mm-hmm. if I could do it, anybody could do it. I was mm-hmm. at a point where I was just concerned with what others thought of me, right? Got you, got you. And, you know, and I, and I, I got married to her. I married her after that. And I was like, you know, she, she's the one for me. Amazing. She was my girlfriend Amazing. at the time. Um, Amazing. 
Yeah, yeah. Amazing, amazing. So then, so uh, we, we understand the backstory and, that, and thank you for, for, for providing that and, and for really good context. Um, so when did keto come in the picture? Yeah, so um, like, like I said before, um, when I and was- Actually, sorry, before we, before, sorry, I'm gonna cut you. For those who are listening and don't understand or even know what a ketogenic diet is, can you perhaps provide that little context for individuals? Yeah, so the ketogenic diet is a way of eating where you uh, reduce the amount of carbs that you eat uh, enough to force your body into the state of ketosis that we call. That's where keto came from, ketosis. And ketosis is when you reduce your your carbohydrates enough, your body kicks into ketosis. That means you, you become a fat burner. So when you when your body is uh, depleted with uh, glucose, right? Because carbohydrates now becomes glucose in the body, which is a form of sugar. Now people, a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people with type two diabetes, and sometimes they say, "Oh, I, I don't even eat sweets, right?" And how how come I I got type two diabetes? And that's because they don't know that carbohydrates, uh, or your body doesn't care if it's carbohydrates or sugar. Right. Regardless, it becomes sugars in the body, right? right. Um, and so when you reduce that glucose uh, intake uh, or your carbohydrates intake and your glucose is down to the amount that uh, minimal, uh, 20 grams of carbs for some, 50 grams for those who are metabolically healthy, your body kicks into ketosis where you become a fat burner. Gotcha. Now that's when we see that people are losing a lot of weight. Um, you know it can be also used for um for children with epilepsy right it could also be used for weight loss it could also be used for people who who suffer from um type 2 diabetes that we talked about right. and yeah so that's that's the that's okay. ketogenic diet in a nutshell okay 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 so then all right so now so let, let's get the origin story how'd you get there how'd you find it or discover it yeah so i want to start by saying you know I was, I was somebody who's always been opposed to uh, medications, right? Um, I'm, I'm not saying I, I, it's, it doesn't have a place. I I believe that it has a place it's for emergency purposes, but it's not a long-term solution. It is a, it is uh, used for uh, symptom management, right? But now the ketogenic diet is for, uh, attacking the root cause of the lifestyle diseases like you know obesity type 2 diabetes heart disease and all of that and so i say that because i've always been like that i've always been opposed to medications and when um, i want to explain that you know the system i realized that the system can't help me uh, because when i was uh when i couldn't sleep right what i went to my doctor's office and she gave me a sleeping pill, but sleeping wasn't the problem. Sleeping was a, not being able to sleep was a symptom, right? What's the root cause of why I couldn't sleep? It, it was because I was of my stress. It was my state, right? It wasn't because right. I couldn't sleep. It was a symptom. That's when I realized that uh, the system couldn't help me, right? That's when I realized that. And when I had a headache, what do they give you, right? Aspirin. A pain aspirin, yeah. pain reliever. Yeah. Guess what? A a headache is a symptom of something, an inflammation in your body, right? 
but they don't even talk about that. So that's when I knew that the system could not help me. So I did more research, you know, again, that uh, I, I found a specialist that uh, practices cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, and at, at the time she was, you know, uh, giving me all this personal work. It was all cheesy at the time for me, but <laughs> I was desperate. You know, if you tell me I have to get better, I will try everything. Right. I audited everything in my life. Uh, I cut off everything that isn't helping me. Right. Started journaling, gratitude, you know, reading self-help books. I cut out the friends that I thought was friends that is causing me a lot of anxiety in my life. And so you know, I, found, I found books that helped me. I want to shout out um, Michael Singer's Unfettered Soul, you know, focusing on being right. present. And I had to work on myself along with, you know, personal development tools. I added exercise, of course. I associated looking good to being healthy before, which was, uh, we'll get into that later, but I got lean, but I'm not optimal, right? You know, gotcha. I'm in I'm in the right mental space. But looking back now, I was in the right mental space, but I was still experiencing some anxiety, some depression. So pandemic happened, right? Before the pandemic, I was on a low-fat Right diet, you know, mostly what I, what I, everyone know a healthy diet was, right? But uh, chicken breast and broccoli—that's why people are, are traumatized when they say, "Oh, you have to be on a diet." Yeah, I have to be on salads for the next seven days, <laughs> yeah. right? And and weekly cheat days—that was my last. That was the years of my life: uh, broccoli and chicken breast, and then cheat days, which was no. creating this um, bad relationship with food. And uh, I still have again my. My anxiety and depression, but we're manageable well, because of my self care, right? But when I started working on myself, is uh, I didn't know what uh, health healthy was, right? Um, and so I gained thirty pounds when the stunt the at the start of pandemic because I wasn't ready and everything was shut down. Um, I was somebody that goes to the gym four to five times a week. That mm -hmm. that stopped, and so I was always home working from home, um, always. You know, when you're work, when you're home and you're not exercising, you can't go out. You're, you're packing pounds. So I, I uh, quickly packed about thirty pounds, and I'm like, wow. okay, I can't do that chicken breast and broccoli again. There must be something quicker, right? And um, I found the ketogenic diet. I knew keto from from a cousin of mine. He was doing it. He lost about hundred pounds on it. Okay. And I'm like, I, I didn't, it didn't resonate with me at the time because I didn't feel the need to, I, I was lean. Right. And I'm like, okay, let me try this ketogenic diet. I, I did some research about it. Okay. Um, I, uh, I did you know, enough research on it. Now I want to apply it, apply it to my life. Um, lo and behold, I lost the 30 pounds, but it wasn't, the weight for me um what really changed me was how i felt i felt that i felt free there's i have this high energy um my symptoms of depression and anxiety dissipated I have a lot of motivation. All of a sudden, I have this burst of energy. I didn't know what to do. Um, and then I, man, I thought to myself, what's happening? And, you know, mental clarity. I was somebody who thought I was 
just a train wreck because you know I couldn't read past chapter one. I would fall asleep. I don't have focus. I don't have a lot of things that are academically uh, inclined, and so I thought I was just you know lazy, but <laughs> it wasn't the case. <laughs> I today I have a podcast. No, I started a podcast because I wanted to learn more about what's going on in me. Right. Right. I, I started to invite people on mm-hmm. about to talk about their successes, right? Like like yourself. And I'm like, man, this is it wasn't just me. A lot of people are uh going through this and I right. and just grew from there. I know I'm interviewing you know experts in the space, doctors, um, you know, specialists, and even uh, people who I've never uh you know imagined that I would be able to talk to. People who are trained, Harvard trained, people who yes, are yes. Uh, endocrinologists, I like all sorts of people, like mental health counselors, everybody that are on a mission to talk about this because not a lot of people are talking about it. Now, why are they not talking about it? There's a lot of things. Why? I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this article that just came out that Lucky Charms is healthier than steak. And the government came out with it. And, wow. you, and that's why, you know, man, if you wait for the government to tell you what to do, you'll be waiting for a long time. Wow. Right? Because they are controlled by the pharmaceutical industry. Now, you can read about it. You don't have to listen to me. There's a book called The Big Fat Surprise. It's on there. And there's a lot of uh, misconception about the ketogenic diet. And right. starting with starting with heart disease and fat and cholesterol. And I want you guys to understand that the study that was uh, done by Ansel Keys, who started all of this, the fat is bad for you. Fat makes you fat. Right. When you eat fat, you become fat, right? Ask yourself why exercise, why ask yourself why doctors advise um eat less and exercise more never work right we are in a society where the growing uh problem is obesity that epidemic right Mm -hmm. and a lot of things my my dad was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and he he said he is somebody who doesn't eat sweets but he doesn't know how his body works how carbohydrates actually turns you know, into glucose in the body. Right. And so, and our food pyramid is mostly uh, 50% carbohydrates. And that's what they're saying. And in in the morning, you're, you're asked to eat a breakfast of grain and milk, which contains a lot of added sugars. And so this is a growing epidemic. And why isn't it getting better? right? Right. You have to ask yourself that. Why does when your doctor says just eat less exercise more creates more cravings creates more uh bad relationship with food right right, right and right. so i want i want to talk about just the brain aspect of things because that's what happened to me right and my and, brain and, and was, is that is that tied into the relationship we have with food oh yes sir yes sir and because yes, because when we eat a standard american diet we regulate these uh, hormones called leptin and ghrelin, which is our hunger hormones, right? Okay. And when you, when you eat a highly refined carbohydrates or, or uh, they, they call it 
super processed foods, um, it just creates more hunger, right? Because these are these are highly refined foods that gotcha. are low um, low quality foods, and gotcha. this just re- up regulates their. You're always hungry when you're, and you also they also talk about you know you have to snack you know right. three times a day you have to right. eat five right. times a day right and why does that uh, create more more hunger and cravings well because you're upregulating your these hormones right. and you, have you ever had a meal that afterwards you're just so tired you want to sleep. Right. Absolutely. No. Well. <laughs> right. When when you when you eat, what happens? Why are you Why are you so sleepy? I don't get that. For ever ever since I started eating ketogenic diet, um, I I don't get sleepy. I'm more productive. I'm more energetic. Every time I eat, I go I go back to work. Right. It's just not productive for me eating eating that type of food. Why Why does it happen? Because when your your uh, your blood glucose level shoots up. And then, and then after a couple of hours, um, your, your blood crash, your blood sugar crashes, and then you're, you're hungry again, right? right? You want to eat again. And that's a, that's a vicious cycle that this type of eating gives us. And it's just creates a lot of, um, um, it, it creates this epidemic that we have. Right. And that's, that's another side of things, but I want to talk about how, you know, we can dissipate depression and anxiety by yeah, eating, yeah. by eating this way. So it's, it, it's interesting. And before you get, I think what I find interesting is the, the, the ability to make that connection to mm. do your feeling, the way you feel and the food that you eat. Cause I don't know if a lot of people would naturally see the two as intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you, you haven't felt better in a long time. Mm-hmm. You, you 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 feel this you haven't felt better at all you you only notice it when you get get rid of it or how good you felt right, right. let's say you go you go on a fasting for uh 48 hours and you feel good you have you have you ever heard people say um when you get go on fasting you have this mental clarity energy right and when you go back that's when you that's when you feel good right right people eat this way for years. So they don't really actually know how to feel good anymore. They were so mm-hmm. used to feeling this way, right? They they, they don't, it's a norm. Like that's what I always say, like common doesn't mean normal. Like it's common, <laughs> like having, having back pain for 30 year old now are normal, right? <laughs> having right. back pain for 40, 50 years old, it's common, right? right? It's common. Like having type two diabetes now at 50 or 60 is normal. No, it's common, common, right? A lot of people say, "Oh, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, uh, you know, I have a back pain. I have a, you know, I'm just, I'm packing weight. I'm just getting old, right?" Because a lot of people are saying it. Sure. A lot of people yeah. are saying, it. and it, it becomes common to a lot of people, right? But it's not normal. It's not our normal state. That's not our normal state. That's a great um, point. Yeah, a lot of people just don't know how to feel normal. A lot of people doesn't know what how to feel good. You want to feel good again, right? Try fasting. Try fasting, right? You will feel that way. But again, it has to be a lifestyle. It has to be a sustainable lifestyle. And 
that so that's why got you you know um I, again, the whole idea of making that connection between the two, I think once you can do that, and then you'll be more, mi- it allows you to be more mindful of the foods that you're consuming, and 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 really, really paying attention to what they're doing to our bodies. Yeah. And once you sort of got that secret blueprint, and I say secret blueprint, because a lot of people don't necessarily know, they just eating in the moment they're emotional eaters you know they're, they're you know they're habitual like i mean all sorts of things that people just do without thinking or consciously thinking about it um and, and i asked earlier about the relationship that we have with food because i think that's an important one and so if you you if, if, if you're in a sad mood and you eat certain foods because yeah. you know that's what you had done as a child yeah. let's say well, you're going to carry that through your adult yeah. life yeah yeah no that's uh that's our conditioning uh, you brought up a great point because when our when we are growing up and remember, imagine we a kid crying, your kid crying, she uh, throwing a tantrum. What do you give her? Like you give her a treat, you give her something sweet, right. you give her food, right. and so that's where our associations start. We we associate as a child, we associate happiness with food, yes. and we carry that into our adult when we are in adulthood, right? We, we carry that. And now when we're depressed, sad, and lonely, you don't know why you were craving food. We just associate happiness with food. And yes, that's what yes, happens. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I, we also, there, there's illnesses as well that, that, that changing our um, eating habits can also uh, uh, help. And maybe even in some instances, reverse even, right? Tell me if you sort of talk about that. Yeah, no, um, changing our habits are not easy. It can right. be a simple change, right? And changing our habits is uh, done through simple steps, right? I, you know, when my dad was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, he didn't know what healthy meant. He, what, what he thought was healthy was eating a bowl of salad seven straight days, right? <laughs> I, I It starts with educating yourself on what foods are good for you, right. not just what the media tells you. Not Because what we see is normal is chicken, breast, and broccoli. What we see is common is chicken, breast, and broccoli. And that's, right. that's what the health industry does. The fitness industry does is they restrict themselves so much that this is what they show. Oh, you have to eat lean meat and greens, which is not the case. Um, gotcha. Because you have to also think of sustainability, right? Yes. yes. So when you are diagnosed with um, an illness and your doctor asks you to go on, you know, eat less, exercise more, what does that mean? They don't really go through um, what you have to do. So your mind goes, okay, I have to eat salad for the rest of my life. Right. And <laughs> why does that always fail? Well, because their idea of healthy was salad was a lean piece of chicken. <laughs> I called that BS when my dad, uh, was doing it. I'm like, that's not sustainable. I'm like, you have to really tailor your diet to foods that you already like, that are good for you, that are okay to eat, right? Yes. You can't just, you can't just have a, an idea of healthy, of just a bowl of salad. 
let's say you did go on a seven day uh, streak of just eating salad, yep. right? Would that help you? No, because you would go back to your old habits, right? So this is why we have to really, this is why my program, what my program does is we go into a deep dive into yeah. your conditioning, into your lifestyle, mm-hmm. what you like, what's, what's, uh, what foods that are good for you. And we go back to the old beliefs that we have to retool, right? It's like yes. looking at your tool shed, what's not helping you. We have to get rid of those things that exactly. got you got you to this point. Yes. And retool, right? We can't yes. just assume that we're gonna change that we can change now. That's right. that's not how it works. We have to do the to, same old, same old, right? It's not gonna yeah. work. Yeah, you, you can't just jump because this is a life your life we're talking about. This is longevity yes. we're talking about. This is I, again, I, w- I want to talk to, I, I have empathy for people because I've, I've seen a lot of my, my dad, my, my friends, you know, my friends are you know, in their early thirties, have type two diabetes, high blood pressure. And why does that happen? Why, why is younger and younger people are uh, being diagnosed with these diseases? Well, because my dad, when he was growing up, he, he grew up in a farm. And so, right. and so he didn't eat what we're what we're eating today, not, right. you know, a lot of added sugars and all that. Now kids are starting young, right? I, I want you guys to listen to my, my podcast, you know, the Ketones and Coffee uh, Keto podcast, that interview I had with, uh, um, I'm going to butcher his name, um, but <laughs> let's link it in the description box below. But this doctor, when I interviewed him, he, he's a, he's a, he specialized in, uh, uh, diabetes in University of West Virginia, and he was he was admitting like kids from nine to sixteen years old, uh, diagnosing them with pre-diabetes. But why is it happening? Because you know we start our children eating sugar, right? Yes. It's not hard yeah. to figure out that you're eating processed food and sugar. There's a label in the back called the nutrition label, yes. and if you're bombarding your kids with that. Let me tell you, man. Pre diabetes is is a is a slow progressing disease, right? Yes. So when you're so when you were diagnosed with type two diabetes, it means that twenty years you've been pre diabetic. Yes. Right. So it's a slow progression, right? And imagine my a friend, my friend in his early thirties, diagnosed with diabetes, type two diabetes in his thirties, he's, he's been pre-diabetic, you know, since his child, he was was, was a kid. Right. And so, (laughs) and that, that's why, you know, changing your diet is not just changing your diet today. You have to really look yourself in the mirror. What have you been doing? What's not working? Right. And you, and like I said, when you come to this age, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, and you still don't know what foods are doing to your body, yes. right? You, you don't still, you, you can't still uh, differentiate what food gives you energy, what foods give you. Then what are we, you know, really doing to right. our bodies, right? You have to, I know it's, it's hard. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. It's hard. That's sure. why, that's why people are, um, what makes it harder is, is the cues around us, right? The the triggers around us. And 
not being able to accept that these are what sometimes people are scared that just to admit that they might have you know a food addiction right right and that's, right, that's right, part right. of the problem and when you when you when you accept that your food habits is the problem that's the beginning of healing yes. right Right. You know, some people are and, not. And that's important too, right? It's important to be able to do that, recognize that, you know, what you are doing and how you're contributing and that will get you on the path. Yeah. That's the first point. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there's a lot of people that I know my dad was diagnosed with type two diabetes and he, it was, th- this is why I, I don't want doctors to scare people. Right. Right. But I want them to be able to let them know the progression, right? Okay. What, will it do to my body if i take this pill right that's right. the that's that what they don't do right if you they just say hey you have to take this pill for the rest of your life it's it's known to be chronic um but it isn't it's a lifestyle disease and you can reverse type 2 diabetes by changing your lifestyle but that's gotcha. a different story so um when your doctor just say oh take this pill make sure you reduce your carb uh this and that and just you can live your normal life. They don't yeah. tell them the progression. If they if you take this day, if if you take this, you know, they they give them metformin to lower their blood sugar. If you take this metformin for years and years, yeah, your it will attack your your kidneys. And when your kidneys breaks out, guess what? You you'll have to you know be on. Um, I forgot what what what's it called, but uh, dialysis. You'll be in dialysis yes. every right, week. Right, right, right. They right. don't they don't scare you. Imagine if the doctor tells you that. Now you have an option. Now you you can you go back. You have all the details, right? Okay. Do I take this metformin? Do I want this progression to happen, or should right. I just change my diet? Because right. they don't know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. What what you don't yep. know, you know won't hurt you at the at that moment but you know at least you have you're informed right at least you have all the facts you know on the table and you can make a decision for yourself right and that, so that's what we call making an informed decision i think that's yeah. the uh that, that's the yeah. important one so so i think lorenzo you know i think so thank you for the, the great context you're providing around uh, our, our foods and, and, and how they influence how we feel and what they do to our bodies. Uh, and I think if someone is is listening uh, and, and, and sort of taking in, I think a, a natural question is, okay, so how do I get started or what do I need to do to get started? Maybe the even the right way of doing it. Well, the right way of doing it is, you know, depending on what your goal was, right? Yep. If, you're, if you're just trying to lose weight, um, it's it's easy. Right, but you know this can be a tool. Ketogenic diet can you can use that as a tool. But if you do that for just you know losing weight today and you know getting off it, going back to the way it was, you're just you know dysregulating your hormones, right? And don't don't start don't start a ketogenic diet if you're not ready to actually just change your lifestyle, right? And I want you to be able to start with educating yourself about what foods are, you know, great fuel for your body. You have to understand the energy side of things, right? And what are actually the impact of eating a Steiner American diet 
to your life? What has it done to you? Right. right. And knowing what you have, knowing what, uh, no, no, this is where I, where I start with people, right? If you're, if you have type two diabetes, if you have high blood pressure, you know, heart disease, um, these are life lifestyle diseases where it manifested because of your lifestyle, right? Yes. And if you're at this point and you have, you have, you're at the fork road where you see yourself, do you, do I go on this path and, and you have to understand, you have to have an informed decision. What happens if you keep uh, taking this road? Right. Or do I go for, um, you know, a, a route where I can be healthy, but what does that mean? What does that healthy mean? It doesn't mean salad. It doesn't mean chicken breast and broccoli. <laughs> right. No. Right. Um, that's why a lot of people are scared to change their lifestyle because that's the idea of healthy. No, it, it's just it's a lot of misinformation there. But, you know, understand what you have, understand what your goals are, and understand what could happen if you keep taking this route. Now, we have all of that data uh, on, your, on, your, on the table. You, get, you, you can make your informed decision. Now, if you really want to do this for yourself, for your lifestyle, this we have to understand what sustainability means, what consistency right. means. And, and that's different for everybody. Now, that's why I tailor my program and I meet, where pe I meet people where they're at because we're yep. in different stages of our lives. Um, and I go to a deep dive into our lifestyle. You audit your lifestyle right. and you, know, you got to this point, eating the way you're eating, right? right? So what are the foods that are actually good for you? You have to educate yourself on that. And if you want to start the ketogenic diet, I want you to be able to listen to podcasts, sure. join a community, right? Um, educate yourself, read books. Um, there's a lot of books out there, like The Big Fat Surprise by Nina Teckles. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, there's Brain Energy by Dr. Chris Palmer. Talks about uh, how our metabolic um, metabolic diseases are also uh, linked to mental health. Um, yep. You know, research on it. Make sure you know how the body works because you really have to uh, come to this with a beginner's mind, right? And gotcha. what does that mean? Beginner's mind means why does why does children uh, learn quicker than adults do? Because they're unassuming about the subject, right? So mm. we have to, we have to uh, temporarily suspend what we know about the subject and come at it with the beginner's mind. Number one. Number two, how of how you start, uh, you know, learning about this with the beginner's mind is you forget about your limitations, right? Oh, I can't lose weight. I can't. I just can't uh, diet. It's not for me, right? Forget all of that. Those are limitations that you set on yourself. Those are old beliefs. Those are the stories that you tell yourself that you can't do. Right. Right. We are limitless. What you put your mind, you know this, what you put your mind to and what you have, you know, genuine interest in, there's no limit. Uh, everybody. Go. So 
So make sure that you come at it with a beginner's mind. Forget forget everything else that you know about the subject. Be unassuming about the subject because that's the number one thing that stops us from learning is, you know, our old beliefs, our old patterns, right? Yep. You have to look at your patterns of your life and say, hey, what, what, what do they do before to have this breakthrough? Let's say you have a breakthrough um, with, you know, your job. Why did you have a breakthrough with your job? Well, because... I want to be uh, successful for my family. I want to be right. able to provide to my family. Well, guess what? If you if you stay on this road that you're on, and you're on you 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 you're here because of what of your lifestyle, we're talking about longevity here. You won't sure. be here long long enough to see you know you know if you really want to be. Uh, with your family you want to change your lifestyle because you're here you you got diagnosed you're already here yep it, you have to know what what's good for you now i want you to take that i want you to take that pattern these the pattern that you see from your latest breakthrough and apply yep. it here right, right. right. so now right. i want to be with your family now right. i want you you want to have your why reinforced yes. right okay i want to lose weight okay why do you want to lose weight because get get another uh pull another pull back another layer okay why do you want to lose weight i want to be here for my family right. I, I want to be here long term okay peel that another one peel, peel peel another layer of that okay why do you want to be with family because i want to be able to see my grandkids grow i want to be able to see to to be with you to be here uh you know play with my grandkids i want to be able to run with them i want to be able to have the energy to do it right mm -hmm. have that as your why don't just be, oh, I want to lose weight. I want to do this uh, because, right. um, you know. Well, so and what, I, what, I, and what I love about that, the why part is it creates a ripple effect, right? And it, it can impact everything else once you once you have that core foundation in the middle. Here's why and everything else that, that's impacted around that. So I think it's a, a great, yeah. great strategy. Lorenz, this has been a, a, a really, really uh, informative chat. Um, I, I think... Uh, the direction that you've taken it with respects to to mm -hmm. the overall impact of how good eating and 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 specifically keto way the keto way can impact our whole lives and it's entire the way we feel about ourselves our overall health our outlook on the rest of the world are all key factors in us being this uh, living this audacious life that we talk about here so i want to thank you for that insight uh for, for our listeners that uh, are looking to learn more about you or or even check out your podcast because you're a podcaster as well where, where where can we send them yeah, so um, for my website, it's uh, basicketogeniclifestyle.com. I have uh, a program for men. Um, it's called Ketogenic Healing for Men with Depression. Um, I help men, um, you know, create that sustainable lifestyle and this uh, and help them, um, you know, we help them with their depression, right? And I believe that a lot of people are suffering in silence because they felt the same way for so long and they forget what feeling good feels like right we talked about right. that earlier and i till yep. you know until we get rid of all those things that causes them pain you know that is what i realized and you know it's a conscious decision to make and for my podcast it's called the ketones and coffee podcast where i interview experts influencers in the space regular people who had great success uh you know on this lifestyle it's a great great uh it's a great, great free information for you to, to go on. It's, it's also on my, 
on my website, basicketogeniclifestyle.com slash podcast. You want to go on there. I interview uh, one of the best uh, you know, people who are uh, leading this space in the ketogenic lifestyle um, and helping people you know, re- reverse most of these chronic diseases that plagues our, our society. Got you. Got you. This has been awesome. Listen, Lorenz, I thank you. I thank, I thank you. for This, this is really awesome. Uh, I appreciate you, you, you taking the time and being here. Thank you for sharing and congratulations on all the great work you're doing. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Back, we are here uh, on the podcast, and I want to extend my, my thanks and appreciation to Lorenz uh, for being here and offering up some really cool insights on, on the positive benefits of adopting a ketogenic diet and, and what it can do on our overall well-being. So again, thanks, Lorenz, for being here, and, and for listeners, you want to learn more about him, uh, certainly check out, he's got a podcast, he's a, he's a podcaster as well, it's called Ketones and Coffee, and I encourage you to uh, take a listen. You know, when I think back to my conversation with Lorenz, I really appreciated so much of what he had to say, but if there's just one thing that I would take from my chat, it would have to be this. Making positive lifestyle changes can be challenging, but it's essential for our physical and mental well-being. Whether you want to improve your diet, exercise more, or reduce stress, there are steps that you can take to make lasting changes in your life. The first step would be to identify your goals. What do you want to achieve? Do you want to lose weight, improve your fitness, or reduce stress? Once you've identified your goals, write them down and create a plan on how you're going to achieve them. It's probably best to also start small because making significant lifestyle changes can be overwhelming if they're they're too big too fast. Over time, you can gradually make more significant changes and build those into your overall plan. Routines are always helpful and can assist with sticking to your goals. So for example, if you want to exercise more, schedule your workouts at the same time each day or week. This can help you establish a habit and make it easier to stick to your goals. Finally, it's essential to celebrate your successes. And I'm a big fan of that as you move along. Celebrate your successes along the way. Recognizing your progress and accomplishments can help you stay motivated and continue to, as you continue to make positive lifestyle changes. Again, making kind of changes we're talking about can be challenging, but it's essential for our physical and mental well-being. By identifying your goals, starting small, creating routine, and celebrating your successes, you can make lasting changes in your life and improve the overall quality of your well-being. Remember, making positive changes takes time, so be patient with yourself and don't give up. We've sadly reached uh, the end of another edition of the Audacious Living Podcast. And as always, I send my thanks and appreciation to those lovers of audaciousness for your tremendous ongoing support. It's always appreciated. Uh, much like this great weather here in St. Martin is also appreciated. It's been a great time here. And I really enjoy the opportunity to relax and, and take it easy as well. Uh, and it's been great. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.